Hey, welcome to Living Artly. I'm your host, Adrian Garaldi, and today we have a guest again, and I'm not alone because I love I love recording by myself, but it's also super fun to have people on the show to like banter about. And today I have my best friend Tanya Macias. She's gonna be here talking about um, just life as a musician. Yeah. Um, life as a musician. Hello everyone. Yeah. Nice to talk to everyone at Living Ardently. Um, it's me, Tanya yeah, Macias. So yeah, we're gonna talk about that stuff. We're gonna talk about musicians in general and like you know, like finding fulfillment in, in these things and how we ought to find fulfillment in the Lord, yep. right? Yep. So yeah, we'll, that's exactly what it is. Let's get into it. All right. So Tanya, what it do? What's up, man? I don't know. Why don't I say that? Yeah, <laughs> that was very forced and yeah, not at all smooth. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> what it do? What it do? Um, Did I used to say that? Who said that? Uh, was it a tagline by somebody? What it do, baby boo? Uh, that is uh, uh, Tom uh, Haverford, Haverford from Parks and Rec. He said that? I'm pretty sure. Wow. I mean, I don't think it's his tagline, but... He said it. He said it. What it anyway. do, baby boo? Um, yeah. So, Tanya, why don't you tell the audience of Living Ordinary a little bit about yourself? Um, so, I am... Uh, Tanya Macias. I am Groot. Hello. I am Groot. Um, I'm not Groot, uh, but I am a person that has loved music. Oh, am I supposed to look into the camera? Hello. You don't have to. I was not ready for this. I'm not ready for the close-up. If you don't know, we're actually going live right now, so we're recording this live on Instagram. So um, my journey, um, I guess, in the faith life has been very intertwined with music. I found that um, music kind of connected me closer to the Lord and it helped me deepen my faith back when, you know, I was starting to get really into uh, Catholicism. Um, And while that was happening, I was also learning to play the guitar. And so at some point, I made a transition from merely listening to the music to actually participating actively, playing at mass, uh, playing at uh, praise and worship nights, um, and um, I don't know. I fa- I found that music really, or the Lord speaks to me in a very unique way through music, mm-hmm. uh, um, and has always been since the beginning of my faith life. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think so. That does that cover? Yeah. More about me. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's great because um, yeah, you hit everything that I usually ask people. Like, what was your moment? Like, you mm-hmm. know, who are you? Yeah. Why are you speaking about this? Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I like to I like to just kind of give the audience a little feel for, you know, understand, like, I'm not just bringing people here to just bring people here. Right. You know, I love I love having guests that are, I, I, the thing I ask people usually is like, what are you passionate about? And mm-hmm. like, what can you not stopping, uh, stop talking about? And right. Oftentimes it's, one thing or another. Something that's very it hasn't happened yet, where it's been one thing and everyone else has the same thing. Right. Um, but uh, similar themes like identity, like we talked about. Mm-hmm. But like we talked about identity as a father, you know, as a father, motherhood, uh, all this stuff in the past, and and so yeah. Um, but today we are talking about music, um, musicians, and how. Um, and, and actually, we're going to start by talking about Billie Eilish. Billie Eilish, yeah. 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 If you don't know who Billie Eilish is, 
you're probably living under a rock like I was. Yeah. I didn't realize who she was or until my teens actually told me about Billie Eilish. And then I didn't care to even look even more into it until I saw an interview that I was like on Facebook during those video scrolls, automatic video scrolls. Mm-hmm. It just suddenly came up where she had an interview one year, exactly a year apart. Um, it was from Vanity Fair and you can find it on on YouTube, YouTube if you're if you're looking for it. And if you just put in Vanity Fair, Billie Eilish interview, one year apart. And I think one was from 2017, the other one's from 2018, October. Mm-hmm. And man, like, you can see the difference in, in in her. Like, well, one, she looks a lot more innocent, younger in the first. I mean, it's a year younger. Uh, but she definitely looks a lot different um, in the second one. But also her, like, her demeanor. Demeanor just changes a whole lot and it's as somebody as as young as she is and as being a youth minister that i am like um watching that broke my heart Mm -hmm. you know because you can see that there's so much hurt in her life that you know that she's trying to fulfill like um in that in that in, in a lot of the things that she was asked one of the things she asked was like you know do you do you feel the pressure in the music industry, the first time she answered that question, she's like, no. And then the second time, she's like, yes. She, like, laughed at the answer. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that got me is that um, she said, you know, all of us artists, like, we're depressed as heck. Like, well, she used other choice words. But, mm-hmm. um, like, all of us musicians, everyone I know, we're just, like, sad, you know. And I thought it was so interesting and just super upfront, which mm-hmm. I think is why a lot of kids like her because she's so honest and upfront mm-hmm. and so contrary to what girls her age ought to be, you know, mm-hmm. um, or stereotype to be rather. And um, but she owns it, you mm-hmm. know, and it just breaks my heart to see how broken that she actually is right. and her answers and stuff like that and. You know, she has all this success and she doesn't even bat an eye to it. Yeah. You know, um, she doesn't find, it's like as if she doesn't find joy in it, even though she says that she does. It's like a lot of empty, yeah, like words. And it, it just it breaks my heart. It's just once me as a youth minister want to go over there and hug her. And, right. You know, being that she's like the age of most of my kids, you know. Mm-hmm. So um, what did you find from that? Project? I mean, yeah, I saw the exact same thing that you did. Um, I, it was very interesting to see an artist go from like very excited about being on stage, being like performing and everything to like an artist the year after and like being super like, Oh yeah. Like whatever I perform. Yeah. Whatever this, like, yeah, whatever that, um, kind of like very nonchalantly. Like she mentioned, I think, uh, playing for like a huge festival, I think in the Lollapalooza uh, Lollapalooza, or one of, one of the big ones, Lollapalooza or Bonnaroo or, um, uh, what's it called? The one that all of the LA people go to. Um, Coachella. Coachella, yeah. Um, and l- losing that that joy and that spark for the art that you're creating. Um, and I mean, I don't, I don't think that she's lost it, but I just think that there's something that kind of went from like, yay, I get to make music to like, right, I need to make music to m- make money. Yeah. Or to just continue to be relevant. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, that is a huge thing. I think as a, as a musician and as a creator that you need to find a balance of creating art, uh, for the sake, like creating art for the sake of, uh, just 
creating something from the heart than and what and contrasting that to creating art for the sake of creating art. Mm-hmm. Um, so one has a purpose and it's like something that pulls your heart into creating this thing. And then the other one is, Hey, I have to make this thing yeah. and creating, like I have to create something, mm-hmm. um, which I think, um, a lot of artists, uh, struggle with, uh, with that. Yeah. Um, when you find something, when you find a reason outside of yourself to create, mm-hmm. I think it's what makes, I mean, I wouldn't consider myself a creator or an artist in any way, but correct me if I'm wrong, but when you find something to motivate you outside of yourself, right, it makes what you're creating even easier or yeah. just seamless or, you know, it, it gives you a purpose, mm-hmm. you know, right? Well, I, ta- I challenge you to, to consider yourself a creator, not only just because you have a podcast, but because we are created in the image and likeness of the creator, God. Um, and so one of his likenesses is, is a creator. Now that sure. doesn't mean that you have to like paint or that be an artist or uh, do anything artsy, but, yeah. um, you know, engineering, uh, you know, being a doctor, uh, you're constantly creating. Yeah. Um, and that's something that, um, has drastically changed or my idea of creating has changed drastically in the past, um, uh, three or four years. Mm. Um, because, um, uh, there, there's a group called Catholic Creatives um, that's very big, and they kind of have this emphasis that like everyone is a creator mm. in some shape or form, uh, because again, image and likeness of the creator. Creator, yeah. Um, so, um, so yeah, and and um, in order to continue to have a passion for whatever it is that you're creating, you need to constantly give glory to the Lord and turn every everything that you do upwards so like yeah. you know like it's not it's not me it's the lord that is working through me yeah um like that sounds super cheesy to to say but it's no. true because the moment that you start looking inwards and saying you know me i'm the creator me 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 then that pressure and that thing that i saw in, in billy eilish is that that um turning inward and kind of um, forgetting what she's making art for. Um, not to say that, um, you know, she can't create something awesome. I mean, her stuff is a genre of its own, really. Yeah. Um, you can't really say that it's, um, you know, like, uh, you just can't, you can't label what she does. It's pop music, yeah. but it's different than most pop music. It's very unique feel. It makes you feel a little weird because it's <laughs> so like maybe it's the the way that the notes that she uses. I don't know what it is, but like uh, for starters, it's very. It, it's not like she uses like straight up chords. It's it's usually a beat uh, marked by like a like a driving bass line. Mm-hmm. Well, that's most of her popular music. I think she has other stuff that has like chords and stuff and other instruments, but it's usually driven by. Uh, a beat, a heartbeat, and a hard bass line that kind of is the core of the song. And then she goes and adds like weird, like over overlaying of uh, vocals and weird noises and yells and stuff. Uh, which again, it is a genius uh, way of producing music. Um, and I think that is something that Billy is bringing to the table and saying like, Hey, you don't need to go the bubble gum pop, like here's route route in order to be successful. 
Um, but yeah, it was really, it was really interesting to just see that interview and that back to back and kind of that joy that drained that yeah like out of her eyes like you see the the enthusiasm in the 2017 one and the 2018 one you just see like someone that's <laughs> that is yeah, heading it's just like color like even the colors like she was wearing yellow right. in the first year and then black right like in the entire year and some people can easily say oh like it's just a persona like it's just yeah. like her character or whatever but i mean it might might be it might not yeah uh but it's just very it's it's very interesting just to see that. Yeah, she uh, also is very, like, again, very open about how, why she re- wears so many jewelry. Mm-hmm. Uh, because she doesn't like her hands. Mm-hmm. Uh, why she wears baggy clothes, because she doesn't like to be, like, one, objectified, mm-hmm. but she doesn't like her body. You right. know? She said, you know, she loves her body, but it's like she's insecure about it. Mm-hmm. And she's open about her insecurities. You yeah. Know? Um, and I think that's, like, good. Um that she's, I mean, at that point, like, yeah, I'm glad that she's able to be able to recognize that she is mm-hmm. insecure about it and to claim that. And um, obviously, it, but if you don't have something like someone to redeem that, then right. it's just that. It's just that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's just can, an insecurity. You can just get stuck in the in the mud and the, the dirtiness of like your shame and your insecurities and stuff. But yeah, if you don't have anyone to redeem it, if you don't have any anything to turn turn in it for it to turn it into something beautiful, mm-hmm. then like there's nothing to it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and that's how I feel a lot uh, in terms of music. I mean, I listen to all kinds of music. Yeah. Um, <laughs> a lot of a lot of terrible like music, but then um, I think one time we were talking about this in the School of Humanity yeah. um, that about how there are times where I listen to a lot of pop. Like I go yeah. through these spaces where I just listen to a lot of pop and, you know, it's pop music is pop music. And so it's and not, it's not like it, there's a lot of wholesome content there. Yeah. Um, and then after a while, I, there are. Yeah. Not the um, norm. Yeah. You're, by any means. Yeah. But then and then and then after that period of time, I just feel like I have to like detox detox <laughs> in a way. And I go back to. Um, music that has like good meaning and good, like Mumford and Sons, M- Mumford and Sons kind of kind of feel the Oh Hellos, uh, the Lumbello, kind of a more in depth, um, because a lot of pop music is very shallow. Oh yeah, um, in the shower. Right, right. Yeah, it's it's very in the shower, which that song makes no sense lyrically, but that's for another day. Uh, um, so yeah, I mean. And and there's again there's something about that in saying that, um, you know, pop music is just is there to have fun and it has a purpose, mm-hmm. uh, but it's not going to fulfill you. Yeah, it's not going to fill you up. If I have people over, I'm not going to go play. Um... Right, I'm not going to start Gregorian chant if I have yeah. people yeah. over to like hang out. Chant, yeah, I love Gregorian chant. And there's a time and a place for everything, and a party is not a place for Gregorian chant. Yeah. <laughs> uh, at least, like. I mean, at least a normal party. No, I mean, sure. I mean, I'm sure there are there are groups of people that get together and uh, listen Don't to. Slide group. Too, if you if you do listen, yeah, if you right. listen to Gregorian chant for fun, I'm not. We're not making fun of you, right? No, it's not our forte. No, so. Gregorian. I mean, but Gregorian chant is awesome. I yeah, just I hope that, that you guys know that I love that Gregorian chant, mm-hmm. and it yeah. was also like the basis where music started. Yeah, absolutely. Know? Like that's where music took off in mm-hmm. a church. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, in in the most basic and rudimentary way possible, Gregorian chant 
was made so that people could easily sing along. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why a lot of the times Gregorian chant is very, it's simple, but it's complicated. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. It's beautiful. Like oh, listening, yeah. like the, uh, the Dominican sisters have a CD that they pull out every year. And oh, not, I don't know if it's every year, but they do put out a CD and I, I listened to it once. I, my friend gave me one or no, let me borrow one. And oh man, just all the harmonies that they have mm-hmm. in it and all the different melodies or whatever the case, whatever the word is for it all. It was just like, uh, it just, you just get, you just melt in it. Absolutely. But like, I'm not going to listen to it if I'm going to go yeah. get hyped for, for a concert. Like, or, or like or if I'm going to go work out, it's yeah. not usually something that I listen to before I go. Um, and uh, yeah, so, you know, different kinds of music. and So, so um, Tanya, you uh, are an Aggie. Correct. And uh, the music that you listen to while you're in college, mm-hmm. how, like... I guess I, the question is how was it different from when you are what you listen to now? If so, how how was it, and did it help you? How did it help you in your journey? Sure. Um, so I guess we have to go back to high school. In high school, um, I hated country. <laughs> I hated country music. I I think I'm pretty sure. Uh, I remember very vividly being in one of my friend's cars, and she knew that I hated country. Mm -hmm. She turned on a country music station and I just started yelling. I was like, turn that nonsense off, blah, blah, blah. I'm not going to... And I just like yelled until she like changed the station. I'm not not dramatic at all. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, And and, uh, prior to getting into A&M, you know, I I had this like very strong, resolute, like, no, country, no, 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 no. Um, and then, um, I think my, whenever I got my acceptance letter to A&M, I was like, okay, well, I'm going to A&M. I know that I'm going to have to listen to country music. So have I, to. Have to. Yeah. Um, so I slowly started listening to, um, some artists. So, uh, I think Josh Turner was one of my first, uh, like artists that I really listened to and got into it because his mm-hmm. voice is just like. smooth and butter and like so deep and so rich (laughs) and if you don't know who Josh Turner is you need to do yourself a favor and listen to to uh either um uh would you go with me or long black train um ah, amazing anyways Uh. (laughs) so Josh Turner and then I think (laughs) Rascal Flatts um, and just, I, I slowly started getting into the country scene. Yeah. Uh, simultaneously, um, in high school, you know, um, Hillsong in, in our church was big. Mm-hmm. So listen to that. Um, and then also Matt Marr, um, and that he was kind of like my introduction into Christian music because sure. prior to going to like life teen, um, <laughs> I was like Christian music. No. Um, Heck no. Right. Yeah. And so then in college, um, I listened, or or, no, sorry, my senior year of college or my junior year, one of those years, um, I was introduced to one of my, to probably my favorite band of all time. um, And that is Mumford and Sons. Now, the first time I heard Mumford and Sons uh, was also the first time I ever played a song by Mumford and Sons. Yeah. Um, One of our friends, or one of my friends from high school, he, was busking, which if you don't know what it is, it's just playing on the street um, for and just 
putting like a hat or something for people to donate money or to give you money as you play. And so he was like, hey, we're going to do this song, Little Lion Man by Mumford and Sons. I was like, okay, I've never heard it before, but yeah, sure. Um, And then I just followed some guy on, like I was playing the guitar and I was following another guy that was playing the guitar as well. And um, I just, I fell in love with the lyrics. I fell in love with the, with just the, the whole, the wholeness of it. And then I just looked up Mumford and Sons everything. Yeah. Um, and at the time, they only had um, th- their album "Sigh No More," mm-hmm. um, which is an absolutely incredible album. Mm-hmm. Like the lyrics in it are just fantastic. It actually contains the the album has a song called "Tim Shell" um, that has one of my favorite lyrics of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, I'm I'm obsessed with humanity, which sounds weird. But I'm obsessed with humanity in that um, our choice, our choices, yeah. are what makes that what can make us great, mm-hmm. but what can also be our biggest downfall. Yeah. So like free will, mm-hmm. God choosing God, whatever. Choosing so, God. So, um, in this song, Tim Shell, um, it says, "You have your choices, mm-hmm. and these are what make man great. Mm-hmm. His ladder to the stars." So, like, mm. think about it. Like, your wow. choices yeah. are what gets you to heaven. Yeah. Choosing God continuously mm-hmm. is what gets you to heaven. Like, mm-hmm. it's your ladder to the stars. Yeah. And whenever just, I heard that, I was like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> this is amazing. Yeah. Um, Sign No More is also a great song. Um, love, it will not betray you. Enslave or... Love, it will not betray you. Enslave... Oh, shoot. Dismay or enslave you, it will set you free. Be more like the man you are meant to be. Mm. So, like, yeah. you know, wholesome. Like yeah. the, these lyrics, and although they're, I, I don't think Mumford and Sons has ever come out and said, "Hey, we're Christian." Yeah. Um, they always have these undertones of Christianity, Christianity, or, or even um, I think some of them, the members were raised, raised Christian. Um, but even if they're not striving for that, there's still that you can see in their art that they're longing for something bigger than themselves. Mm-hmm. Like it's not, they're not doing this for them. They're not doing this for whomever they're doing it for something greater than mm-hmm. them. Um, which it just blows my mind. And it is one of the reasons why I absolutely love Mumford and Sons. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so then I, I got really into Mumford and Sons going into college. Yeah. Um, I also um, listened to a lot of David Crowder band. Okay. Um, and uh, I kind of got, fell in love with a folksy type music. And, sure. And that is where I currently, like, that is my it's genre. Yeah, yeah. Whenever I'm not listening to pop, I'm listening to some sort of folk yeah. type music. Um, so, um, yeah, so that kind of just shaped my my music taste, um, if you will. And, um, through college, yeah, I think Mumford and Sons kept being my number one, um, discovered, not discovered, but like first heard like pentatonics in college and, um, started looking for quality music. Yeah. Now what I mean by that is, um, (laughs) so take a song like Old Town Road. (laughs) (laughs) That song was made for the sake of it being made mm-hmm. and it was just made for it to be viral mm-hmm. like that's what the that's what Lil Nas X was looking for he was yeah. looking for it to be a, a hit and so he wrote this like sticky chorus like t- like terrible lyrics like beat that just you, everyone can sing along 
and it was just made for this, and the quality of it is just trash. And it, it's a hot take, I, I know, but... She loves it. Whatever. She listens to it all the time. That is a, that is a lie, sir. <laughs> a bold-faced lie. Um, and so, um, I mean, I st- again, I still listen to pop music because, you know, you need kind of like that mental break. Yeah. But I uh, fell in love with Penny and Sparrow, which, sure. again, another band who that whose lyrics are just kind of like very... Um, heavily pointing towards something other than themselves. Yeah. Um, they have a song called, um, oh, shoot, I can't remember this, this, the name of it, but it's basically this, the story of the prodigal son oh, cool. told from the point of view of the brother that the brother. stays. Nice. That's and so really cool. it's, it's kind of like this whole conflict of like, why, why are you not, why are you doing all this stuff for my brother? I've been here the whole time. Like, mm-hmm. what's going on? Yeah, um, interesting. And it's it's a Super very cool. interesting I love song. That story. It's a very interesting song. Very good song. Um, and so yeah, um, as I progressed in my, uh, I don't know, what journey of music. Music. Um, I became a music snob. <laughs> I know that. Um, yes. In mass, I want quality music Mm -hmm. not because i'm a snob by itself but i just in the mass it should be something that takes you that connects you further to god that doesn't distract you um and Mm. obviously there's nothing more distracting than someone singing out of tune or like a song that is just not good yeah um like i can name so many different hymns that should probably never be sung in a mass that are in the gather book yes yes um and it just, it drives me absolutely, like, nuts, and it makes me want to die on the inside when I hear them in the mass mm-hmm. setting, because there's, obviously, uh, the mass Sacred. is, like, the, yeah, the mass is the highest level of prayer, of prayer. Mm-hmm. and so you need the highest level of music to yeah. go in it. Yeah. Um, now, I'm not anti-praise and worship music at mass. However, mm-hmm. I will say that there is a time and a place yeah. for it, um, which I know a lot of people will be like, oh, praise and worship has no room in the Mass. But I would say that it does. Specifically, I feel like communion and maybe the closing or opening. Mm -hmm. But other than that, or I mean, there's not, I guess there's not a whole lot left. Yeah, there's not, there's no more, there's not much more room at that. But but it should be, it it shouldn't be overused. Yeah. Um, And oftentimes, I mean, oftentimes, I mean, like, they try, uh, in the way of trying to connect to the youth, they do. Right. And it's so painful because there's such like, like I love praise and worship. I listen to it all the time, you know, mm-hmm. on my own. It's just my, I like to listen and pray with it or just kind of listen to it to kind of like, you know, like you say, find something deeper than just what we see in pop music, you know? Right. That's why I like listening to Christian rap because same thing, mm-hmm. you know? But, um, yeah, a lot of the times churches, as I mean, as me, myself working in a parish, not that we do that, but like there's other parishes out there that try so hard to relate to the youth or get the youth involved into the mass that they just overuse praise and worship. Mm-hmm. And then that's what, you know, uh, those who rather prefer that praise and worship not be in in the mass see and get upset about. And, right. You know, and uh, yeah, that's the hard part. That's the hard part of trying to find the middle ground and to be, you know, loving both and, you know, right. not 
either or. Either or, mm-hmm. yeah. It definitely should be both and. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think a mass should have specifically all praise and worship music because that's mm-hmm. that's a lot. Yeah. Um, and and there are beautiful hymns in the Gather mm-hmm. book oh, that that if done correctly and arranged correctly, like they they they're so great. Mm-hmm. Uh, but again, it's the it's. And um, whenever I used to per- perform, no, when I used to play for mass, mm-hmm. um, a lot of the times, um, you know, perfection was asked of us. Um, and and whenever I was in charge of a choir, I, I asked for perfection, mm-hmm. not because I I wanted to be perfect, but because I didn't want to be the reason someone got distracted. Mm-hmm. Um, Absolutely. And I wanted to to help lead people closer to God. So if there is someone out of tune, if there's someone that is um, not within the rhythm, if there's if there's some sort of like something that goes awry, yeah. uh, I'm not saying that it ruins the mass for anyone, mm-hmm. but um, it's just very distracting, yeah. and it kind of takes you away from something well, that should be or yeah the pra- yeah it should yeah. it should be some music should always lead you. Uh, in, in the mass setting, closer to God mm-hmm. and should point you upwards mm-hmm. to the creator as yeah. you're creating. Yeah. So two things to kind of go back on um, creating and music and artists and stuff like that. Sure. Um, you know, John Paul II has, you know, preached many, many things about artists and mm-hmm. artists. And being, he has a letter to the artists yeah. and all that, yeah. One of the things he says is, artistic talent is a gift from God, and whoever discovers it in himself has a certain obligation to know that he cannot waste his talent and must develop it. Oof. Right? Like, and then, you know, like he says a couple more things. Like, this one's a shorter one. Through his artistic creativity, man appears more than ever in the image of God. Mm-hmm. Um, both by JP2, and there's a couple more that I'll share later on. But, you know, JP, like, JP2 was a fan of the arts. Like he mm-hmm. loved it, you know, and um, that goes for music too. And I think that when it comes to music, um, just like Mumford and Sons, when good music is written and something is uh, like talent is obviously there, mm-hmm. it makes, I mean, it's what sells, mm-hmm. right? Obviously, yeah, like you can sell, like you said, Nas, Little Nas can sell. Old Town Road. Old Town Road, which is, I, you know, I want to disregard talent because obviously it took talent to make it viral. Um, took effort to make it viral. Effort to make it viral. I don't want to just throw away talent like that. But, right. you know, in, in any case, um, I would not have been able to make it. Um, so what do you... What do you think that, you know, what makes, well, it's a kind of two, two-part question. So how can Christian artists find, you know, purpose in their, in their music um, outside of their audience? You know, I guess that's the, really the only one thing, but, and then, and outside of themselves. And how can Christian artists or artists who are Christian create music and what changes the different, what differentiates those two? Sure. Yeah. Um, so, okay, so you're asking how does a non-Christian artist find their purpose, purpose? The sure. like, you know like what yeah what keeps them going I, don't know. Um, I think if an artist is creating from the, the oh, this can sound so cheesy from their heart from their heart, their heart. Um, oh. no but in, in all seriousness though if there are if they are being completely honest in their music mm-hmm. um, and they are um, this is for singer songwriters I guess mm-hmm. um, 
if they are coming and approaching something honestly and very raw, mm-hmm. uh, I think that is where they find their uh, fulfill, fulf, quote unquote, fulfillment mm-hmm. um, in just being honest and putting something out there that they believe in. Because it's very easy to, se- quote unquote, sell out mm-hmm. and do stuff that they don't believe in, right? Um, it's very easy to just go and uh, have some producer come in with a, like a hot song and be like, hey, I know that you have like all of this great stuff, but how about you just sing about, I don't know, uh, going out and getting drunk or going to uh, or, or something that the artist doesn't believe in. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if an artist that's not Christian uh, believes in what they're doing, I feel that that's how they like mm-hmm. come to as close as possible to fulfillment and being completely honest in their music. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, <laughs> I, I mean, going back to Billie, Billie Eilish, um, I don't know. I mean, I know that she's honest in her interviews, but I don't know like where the inspiration for Comes the songs from, that she writes yeah. come from. Yeah. Like, is it just like, Hey, I'm writing from uh, the point of view of this person or the point of view of that person. And that's a great way to like write, mm-hmm. but it's, I don't know. Uh, does that answer the question? Sure, yeah. So about this, the Christian artists who, like, some maybe feeling dry or not selling or, you know, like, mm-hmm. there's a lot of Christian artists out there that try to make music. And obviously, you're not, like, it's not in the numbers if you have the passion for it and if you're doing it for the greater glory. Mm-hmm. Um, um, how, I mean, I guess, yeah, but, like, w- what happens to them like who's like feeling a little dry and then like you know their passion is music but they're mm-hmm. not you know obviously musicians can't live off of right you know yeah I know, scraps, I know how so. that feels like um so in that sense there's there's a time where um when my spiritual director um tells me a lot you know there's there's a time where practicality comes into play mm-hmm. like practically speaking can you live off of you know being an artist and if the answer is no and it's like okay well then you have to go look for another job and see if you can still like maintain i mean not completely because you obviously have a talent um for it so you should still use it for for you know the glory of god the glory of god but maybe that's not your complete calling Mm -hmm. um and so it's understanding and being being okay and accepting of the the lord's will yeah in that in that case that which is where i find myself currently i can't like i don't have uh i don't have a band i don't have like a group i've written a couple of stuff but it, it hasn't like i haven't <laughs> I haven't recorded it or published it or anything yeah, yeah. um and it's and uh, uh so yeah it's just knowing uh being practical and knowing what yeah. the lord's will is yeah. for you yeah. And for those artists that ha- are out there and are hustling and are creating and stuff, um, and you know they they don't have like the following of Hillsong or Housefire or mm, yeah. like all of these like big big things. In the end, is about um, I guess like the question is, are you being honest in your music? Who are you doing the music for? Mm-hmm. And um, is it fulfilling? Yeah. And whatever those answers are. Um, you know, that kind of helps you understand, like, or can help you refocus um, from the dryness of, like, I'm not making it, I'm not, yeah. uh, kind of thing. Um, and, uh, and it all goes back to just remembering why you're creating. 
Yeah. Um, if you're creating art for the sake of just creating and pumping out music and, you know, you want to write the next, uh, blessed be your name. <laughs> like, um, Gosh. Yeah. Um, you know, you're not, you're not going to find it that way. Yeah. You're going to find it by going to, a, to the place and to, into your heart and seeing what, what the Holy Spirit wants you to write mm-hmm. and what you want to write and just kind of like that flowing out of you. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, sure. It might not, again, it might not be the next blessed be your name, Yeah. but you're, but it's coming from a, a like a place that you can be proud of mm-hmm. whatever you're creating. Yeah. Uh, Cause you're not selling yourself short. You're being honest. You're just being, and, and you're letting the spirit flow. Yeah. It's true. Yeah, I think, um, and I think it also goes to not just musicians, but any kind of artist, sure. or, or or even like you know people who, you know those people who want to be Catholic speakers and things right. like that. You know, like I don't want to discourage you from from your art, from your mm-hmm. calling, which you might you know what you might be calling to. But you know, just remember, just those three questions: like, um, uh, was your um, who are you doing it for? Um, are you being honest? Are you being honest? What are you doing it for? Who are you doing it for? And um, is it fulfilling? Is it fulfilling? Right. And so, and sure, you can answer these questions very quickly, but I really think about that. Right. You know, when, when I when I started this kind of this podcast, it's kind of become something, you know, I was just wanting to try it out and mm-hmm. see if like maybe you know, I do like to talk. I do talk a lot and I can get on a soapbox and talk for 20 minutes. Right. Um, but is it something that is necessary? Is it something that, you know, like, is it what, what am I doing it for? Who, is it fulfilling? Mm-hmm. And, you know, and and all these like uh, thinking about it like yeah like i love doing this now because it's just like mm-hmm. being able to go on here to to speak outside of just you know sp- speaking to my teens or speaking to my friends and mm-hmm. having this kind of i don't know dialogue with people or just like a monologue by myself and having people speak to me back after hearing the podcast mm-hmm. it's something that's like super cool to see that you know i'm able to bring glory to the kingdom um Mm -hmm. through this piece of audio file that people listen to that stream it you know yeah and it's really cool and i think that's like a a beautiful thing so if you're an artist and you're you know whether you're a musician if you're um a dancer dancer, like a painter um or even if you're just you know you're going into med school you're going into like some sort of career where it it is demanding or it's going to demand a lot of your time um you know who are you doing this for what is the purpose is your purpose to uh is your main purpose to get rich and to have a lot of followers and to do all this and like those aren't bad things in and of themselves but if it's your main purpose you're doing it wrong Mm -hmm. (laughs) um you know if you go if you go into law law school thinking I'm going to be a lawyer because I want to be rich. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that you're going to get burnt out so fast. Yes. Um, and so again, it's that purpose, it's finding that purpose. What, why are you doing it for? And is it going to fulfill you? Um, because again, I, I just want to reiterate to everyone, even if you're not quote unquote artsy or creative, quote unquote creative, everyone is a creator. Um, because we have that image, we all were created in that image and likeness of God, the creator, uh, who created us, who created the world. Um, so we are called to create uh, with our lives. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, again, 
like whatever you do, um, you know, what are you doing? What are you doing it? Why are you doing it for? Um, or why or who you're doing it for? Um, is it fulfilling? And are you being honest? Yeah, um, I think those are the three questions that uh, I would want everyone to think about whatever it is that you're doing with your life um, or whenever you're creating music or painting or whatever it is that you're doing. Ask you, yourself those three questions and that can uh, lead you to a better understanding of, hey, maybe I should do this or hey, maybe I shouldn't. Um, which maybe it's something that I should ask myself. <laughs> <You know? laughs> oh, man. Dang it. Um, <laughs> believe you me, I'm not an expert in asking myself those questions. And yeah, uh, uh, yeah. so I have a lot of. I have a lot of thinking to do. We have a lot of growth. And, and and that's what this, I mean, like I always say this podcast is for. It's just like I'm just a youth minister inviting friends over to talk about God, you right. know. And yeah. hopefully you guys learn from our experiences. And maybe right. we're able to learn ourselves through these yeah. these talks. And it's like, whoa, okay, maybe, I, maybe the Lord needs me to check myself out or check myself mm-hmm. you know and yeah and it's and it's it's honest good honest work you know mm-hmm. we're, we're here to try to get better right at this I'm, I'm trying to find this verse that i want to share with you guys to kind of like wrap it up and um just give me one second yeah. i'm gonna find it just kidding tanya has the quote not me i have the quote and the quote is by none other than jp2 of course because because he is like uh, honestly, he's one of the greatest saints in regards to, or did the most in regards to like art, art yeah, in the church. And and as far as like new media and the new evangelization movement, JP two. But then there's also Blessed James Alberione, who mm-hmm. I think formed the Daughters of Saint Paul. Oh, cool. Um, but anyways, um, this quote is from JP two, and it says it's from the letter to the artists, and I think it's like the intro. It says to all who are passionately dedicated to the search for new epiphanies of beauty so that through their creative work as artists, they may offer these as gifts to the world. Mm. And then um, this is Genesis one thirty one. God saw all that he had made and it was very good. Very good. So all of you, if you don't know, you are good. You're made good. Your mistakes don't equate anything. Um, as long as you go and repent and, and come meet the Lord. Uh you are not too far gone, never too far gone. And yeah, so that's been our podcast. That's all we've had today. Um, Tanya, thanks for coming on. Yeah. Thanks for talking. And uh, it's fun. We're, if you want to um, listen to our podcast that we have together, um, it should be out this weekend. It's Friday. Yeah, this Friday uh, it will be out. You can follow us on Off the World. Off the World. I think it's going to be under Off the World. It'll be in, linked in the description, our actual Instagram. Mm-hmm. But it's a little bit more uh, edgy, <laughs> a lot more um, funny, a lot more laughs. Right. A um, lot more. Yeah. That's all. We just talk about fun things and fun times. So. <laughs> Not that this wasn't a fun time. Not that this one's a fun time, but this one does have a bit more serious tone to right. it. A bit and more like of a learning. There's... Um, a very limited amount of seriousness in the in our yeah, podcast. Yeah, so we had some seriousness the last the we last did. one, but yeah, it's not. It's like that one's just literally just for us to have fun and to talk and to kind of like bounce off of each other, and that's what it is. That it is. It's that, a lot of fun. That's so what it is. if you're looking for a good laugh, go listen to Off the World, Off the which world. is going to be available on Spotify and Apple Mute Apple Podcast, 
and probably Google as well. Yeah, so wherever you find your podcast. Go listen to it. And if you want to follow it, it'll be linked in the description, but probably it's going to be called something off the world. Mm-hmm. Tanya, where they can fi- where they can f- they can find you? Where they can find me? Where can they find you? Where can they find Sorry. me? They can find me um, <laughs> at TMSCS 2014 on both Instagram and Twitter. Um and that's T-M-A-C-I-A-S 2014 because I know that Macias is a very hard last name apparently to spell. It will be linked in this, the, the podcast right. to idols and everything too. If you want to find me on social media, you can go to It's Only Adrian. Um, as you know, you can also find the, our podcast, uh, Living Ardently's podcast Instagram on under It's Only, uh, no, under Living Ardently. And if you have any suggestions or ways that, you know, if you liked what we what we talked about or if you have any suggestions as, as to how I can make this better, again, I'm just trying to keep, learn as I go. So if you have any better suggestions or any pot, uh, topic ideas that you want me to talk about or have a, if you want a guest on here, I'm more than welcome to, I'm more than open to having you come on to here with me. You can send those suggestions on our DM through Living Ardently, or you can send them through our email at livingardently@outlook.com. And uh, yeah, if you have any of those suggestions, that'd be cool. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, I'd love if you guys take a couple minutes to at least rate our podcast. If not, if you just have, um, I mean, to review it and rate it. But if you only have time to rate it, at least please do that. I would love for that to go up so that we can grab some traction and gain more followers and listeners into the podcast. And if you're listening on um, Spotify or Apple Music or Apple Podcasts, wherever you're listening to, please make sure you subscribe or follow the podcast so that you can be up to date with when we uh, upload these things. Usually it's every Monday, but sometimes, like I say, always, sometimes I'm just too busy to be able to release them right on Monday. Exactly. So bear with me. Um, Again, I'm a youth minister, so I have a priorities. This is just a hobby. All right. Um, any last words? Um, no. Ju- uh, well, yeah, I said no, but then I meant to say something. <laughs> yeah. um, I just, I, I've said this before um, several times on the podcast. Just remember that everyone is called to be creators in some way or form, and I uh, hope that you find fulfillment in whatever it is that you're doing. Um, by always remembering that everything you do is for the greater glory of God. AMDG. AMDG. That's what you statute on her right wrist. Exactly. Right wrist? Right. Oh, yeah, I was right. right cool. Wrist. Awesome. Well, I hope this helped you in any shape, way, or form, grow spiritually closer to the Lord or anything like that. Um, and if you have any questions, you know, send them our way. Thanks for listening. And uh, until next time, keep living ardently. Peace. Peace.